is Voice of His Word, where we aim to get you God's Word on the go. In today's segment, we'll be learning how fear can cause us to forget who we are, who God is, and has the potential to impact our eternal destination. Let's join Brother Shane as he shares in part two of Eyes of Fear versus Eyes of Faith. Let's tune our hearts and our ears to the voice of His Word. life and freedom your word that is always so relevant God I thank you that your word is like apples of gold in settings of silver to us that your word is always here at the right time for us and so today I pray for your spirit of wisdom and revelation to fall afresh on us fall afresh on every heart as you open the law of liberty Help us to look into the law of liberty, that we may be free. Point us to Jesus. Uh, may we receive nourishment today, food and drink from your word. Let it come with clarity, power and understanding. And I pray for every person, wherever they are, wherever they are listening, that your Holy Spirit would help them also to hear your voice, to hear what you're saying to them, and to be able to walk victorious in Jesus Christ. Thank you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Right, so today we are going into part two of Eyes of Fear versus Eyes of Faith. And just to recap quickly, last week we, we were looking at Elisha and his servant. And we also briefly looked at Jesus and Martha at the tomb of Lazarus. And we realize that you can two people can be in the same situation but see two different things. It's because one of them had the eyes of fear and one had the eyes of faith. And and so we learned last week it's important to walk by faith and not by sight, how important it is. And so as we press on today, as we press on into today's segment, we are hoping and trusting from God to to learn and to see that this issue of fear is very critical and how practically it can affect our lives because fear, the eyes of fear, doesn't only affect the way we see situations and circumstances but the way we see ourselves. It can affect the way we see God. A lot of people, a lot of us from time to time can have a very distorted and skewed view of who God is. It's because of fear. Or we have a very distorted and skewed perspective of ourselves because of fear. And we also are trusting to see, can this fear, can Mr. Fear affect us 
even into eternity. And so our study for today actually will be centered on the life of Jeremiah. And I want to really be diligent and take time just to share God's word with you as the Holy Spirit helps us. You know, in the book of Timothy, Paul says, For we have not received a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sung mind. Now, it's a well-quoted scripture. It's a memory verse for many people, but unless it becomes life for us, unless it becomes the reality of our life, then it will just be a memory verse. It will just be something we quote. For me, I am praying that truly in our time, we will begin to walk in the spirit of power, love, and a song mind or a version may say self-control. So let's go to the book of Jeremiah and, and we'll be picking a few verses from his life. Uh, we're, we're merely going to be centered on a few verses from chapter 15 and we may make some other references. But today, let's start our case study. Now, Jeremiah, a great prophet known as the weeping prophet. This young man is, he was called at a young age. Uh, it would be that he was called in the age of his early 20s. And so we find him a good ways into his ministry. And so let's pick it up in chapter 15 because God had sent a word through Jeremiah to the people his people and it was a word of judgment of destruction and the people weren't too happy with Jeremiah and the words that he was speaking and you know even in our time today you know from the men of old to our time people are persecuted and 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 ridiculed for God and for standing for Christ and for sharing God's word uh, today if you speak out against many issues from God's word, you can be persecuted, you can be fined, you can be locked, you can be imprisoned, uh, and you suffer a lot. And so Jeremiah was no different, and so we can identify with him. You know, God had just spoke this word through him, and, and it was a word that the, the destruction will come. And I want to start in chapter 15 and verse 10 just so we can get a picture of what Jeremiah is facing and what Jeremiah is going through, and then we go from here. So Jeremiah 15 and verse 10, it says, and we're, I'm, I'm, I'm reading from the New King James Version, Woe is me, my mother, that you have borne me, a man of strife and a man of contention to the whole earth. Now, he goes on to say, I have neither lent for interest, nor have men lent to me for interest. Every one of them curses me. Every one of them curses me. So Jeremiah is at a point where he's regretting the fact that he's born. Jeremiah is at a place where I wish I was never born. It was so difficult. What he was facing was so hard what he was going through and and it can seem overwhelming the tides of life the storms the challenges can so overwhelm an individual that they feel as if though death would be 
an escape death would be the only solution out of what they're facing and i don't know where you are or what you're going through or if you know anybody but several times you know we hear about stories of people who just end their own lives and they seemed very good up to a point and then you just hear that they take their own lives whatever it was it, it, it was must have overwhelmed them and depression is real pressure is real fear is real but it does not have to overtake you it does not have to have power over you it does not have to take your life stress all these things come but through christ through his word we have victory in the name of jesus so he's saying woe is me i'm i'm, I'm you know when you hear the word woe it's it's great grief and sorrow and he says you know jeremiah was going through a lot and i do not take away from what he was facing and we can identify what he was going through he's saying that you have borne me he says i am a man of strife against the whole earth everybody is against me everybody is surrounding me and I haven't I haven't deceived anyone in business I haven't treated anyone badly but everybody's cursing me so we're just getting a little bit of context of where Jeremiah is and we'll get into the heart of the issues as we go down a few more verses but just to, to set the foundation so we can see where he is now when you are in the midst of pressure and we're in the midst of fear and challenges it is very easy to forget things it's very easy to lose a footing and, and a foundation if you're not firmly rooted and it could happen to anybody and so i want to go down in this same chapter and i want to go to verse let's go to verse 18 let's just move down to verse 18 i will take 18 19 and 20 and we'll draw some issues some points from here so here's jeremiah and he's now speaking to god he's pouring out his heart to god and i think there's some very serious things here for us to learn verse 18 why is my pain perpetual and my wound incurable which refuses to be healed will you now he's talking to god will you surely be to me like an unreliable stream as waters that fail this is a very serious statement and there's a lot in this jeremiah was in so much pain jeremiah was in so much turmoil jeremiah was overcome with fear and mr fear invites doubt into the picture you know when you begin to fear mr doubt comes right along with fear and makes a happy home together with him fear and doubt they work hand in hand the minute you fear doubt comes in or the minute you doubt fear can come in let's just say they're partners let's just say they're partners in crime against you and i 
he's saying I, I, I'm going through this pain and, and you know sometimes it seems like what we're facing and feeling and going through like it will never end perpetual my pain is ongoing this mental pain and this this pain in my heart and this pain in my spirit that these people and this situation is causing me is just never ending and and God will you be to me will you be to me as an unreliable stream I want you to see how critical fear is jeremiah is not having a right perspective on who god is at this point because of fear now i will have to go back to chapter one and come back here so and, and we'll bounce between chapter 15 and chapter one now chapter one was the call was jeremiah's commission and 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 chapter one is a very very uplifting and inspiring and encouraging portion of scripture we often refer to jeremiah 1 5 which god said before i formed you in the womb i knew you before you were born i set you apart i ordained you to be a prophet to the nations and 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 god was saying to jeremiah i have chosen you you are predestined but let's go over to jeremiah 1 i just i i wanted to state verse 19 verse 19 because and then and then we'll, we'll we'll compare this with what jeremiah just said a while ago it says but they shall not prevail against you that's in 18 verse 19 for i am with you listen to this for i am with you don't god is calling jeremiah here He's telling Jeremiah, you know, I, I've chosen you. Uh, you're set apart. You're my prophet. Uh, he speaks to his purpose. Uh, he speaks to the fact that uh, of coming events. And he's saying people will fight against you. People will challenge you. People will press against you, but they will not prevail against you. You know, this is sounding like something that Jesus said to us uh, in Matthew 16, that the gates of hell uh, will not prevail against the church. And so God is saying the same to Jeremiah. You're going to have challenges in your ministry. You're going to have persecutions. You're going to have hardships. But you will overcome. He says, For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. For I am with you, speaks to God's faithfulness. Jeremiah, I am faithful. Jeremiah, I am sure. Jeremiah, I am a solid foundation. Jeremiah, I am with you. I won't leave you. I will be right by your side no matter what comes. It's the same note. No matter what comes, hell or high water. Well, God is, it was telling Jeremiah from before you sent him, I am faithful. This is who I am. I am faithful. I am sure. I am with you. I will rescue. I am your I am your hero. I, I will deliver you. You know, it's not any super uh, hero, but Jesus Christ is saying to Jeremiah, I am with you, faithful. So we went back to, let's go back to, to 15 and we'll come back to this chapter. But in 15, Jeremiah is saying, will you be to me as an unreliable stream? Will you be to me as waters that fail? God, Jeremiah had forgotten who God said he is. Jeremiah had forgotten who God is. And in the midst of pressure and challenge and panic 
and turmoil. It is easy for you and I, and if we can be honest with ourselves, from time to time in the midst of the, the, the storm in the valley, we forget who God is in the midst of our pain. But I thank God that the Bible says we are faithless, but God is faithful. We fall short and we fail, but God is always there to remind us, to pick us up, to, to dust us off and to remind us. I pray that wherever you are, you will be reminded of how much God loves you. That you would be reminded not just by the words that I'm saying, but that you will be reminded through the Holy Spirit, through his word, through his presence, through his voice. You would be reminded of how much God cares for you, how much God loves you, and that God would reveal himself to you in whatever storm or challenge you are facing. I like that when the disciples were in the boat and they were rowing and Jesus came walking on the water. You know, there's a lot of revelations that took there, but I want to take two for today. Two revelations took place in that storm. Peter was revealed. You know, he stepped out, but he feared. You know, uh, his weakness was revealed. But Jesus Christ was also revealed in the storm. They thought it was a ghost, but his deity, his power over, over storms, his power over nature, walking on the water, Jesus was revealed in the storm. You know, if we hold on, if we press in, it's okay that we can be revealed to God, even or reveal who you are, bear who you are, bear the pain before God. Psalm 62 verse 8 says, trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. God is not asking, God is not rejecting us if we want to pour out our hearts. Don't complain, but explain to God. Don't complain, but explain to God what you're going through. Yes, he already knows, but God desires intimacy with you and I. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. That I may know him. It's in, you know, it's true struggles and sufferings that we get to see not just who we are, but who Jesus is. And when we break down and we're falling apart, we can come to God in that falling apart. We can come to God in that, in that pain and the tear. We can come to him. He won't reject you. He won't reject us. But pour it out to him and let him fill you anew and afresh with who he is and his great love for you. In Jesus' name. It's easy to forget who God is. Fear just puts this blindfold. Fear just... I just get this picture of, of you're walking and someone throws mud in your eyes. You know, someone throws mud in your eyes. I, I remember uh, watching a film when I was growing up and it was called uh, Karate Kid and it's with, um, it, 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 they were fighting in one of the scenes and um, the, the, the bad guy you know, was getting defeated and he, he goes to the ground and he deceivingly throws some dirt some mud into the into the uh, the star's eye and, and and um you know she couldn't see well but that's what the enemy wants to do with you and i he wants to, to throw mud in our eyes so to speak and and fear is like mud in your eyes uh fear and doubt is like dirt in your eyes and it, 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 it imagine in physical someone throws mud in your eyes you can't see you, you know you're, you're not seeing it blinds you jeremiah forgot and I'm not here being critical of Jeremiah. We're learning. The Bible says these things were written that we should learn. It is easy 
But today, and I'm praying, God will remind you and I, and we will be reminded of the goodness of God in the land of the living. Let's go down to verse 19. Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, then I will bring you back. And you shall stand before me. If you take out the precious from the vial, you shall be as my mouth. Let them return to you, but you must not return to them. I want to go to verse 20. It says, and I, this is key, this is our next point, and I will make you to this people a fortified bronze wall, and they will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, says the Lord. Now, This is a very interesting thing here. For God had to remind Jeremiah of who he is. It's very easy to forget who we are in Christ Jesus when we're going through these things. He says, for behold, I have made you this day a fortified city and an iron pillar and a bronze wall against the kings of Judah, against its princes. Now, Jeremiah had forgotten who he was. Jeremiah had forgotten who God had made him to be. And so I want to go back now to chapter 1 and just read verse 18. Listen to verse 18. For behold, I have made you this day a fortified city and an iron pillar and brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against its princes, against its priests and against the people of the land. Now, this is the commission and the call. God says to Jeremiah, this is who you are in me. Now, I like that God uses iron, he uses bronze, and he uses the word fortified. Jeremiah, not only are you chosen, not only are you predestined, not only are you a prophet, but you are also strong. Iron and bronze, to me, these are impenetrable, very impenetrable material. You are defensed. You are surrounded by me. You are a shield. You are strong. 
there's so much in these words that God is saying to Jeremiah, but unfortunately, Jeremiah forgot who he was. You see, when you forget who you are, it's then the enemy begins to creep in and mess with our minds and our, 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 our identity and who we are. I'm not just asking you if you're a teacher or a pastor or somebody in government. No, it's more than that. You see, identity speaks to purpose as well. Jeremiah forgot in the midst of the pain and the challenge and the struggles, he forgot that he that God said, hey, you are strong. Jeremiah, you are chosen. Jeremiah, you will overcome. You are an overcomer. He forgot. He was up to his neck in pain and persecution, and he forgot. But again, I just thank God for his faithfulness. God had to remind him, I have this day made you. I have this day made you. God had to tell him again, you know, if you return, if you come back, then you'll be my mouth. And then I will make you. And he listed all these things again. Never forget who you are in Christ Jesus. Never forget that you are loved, that you are blessed, that you are favored, you are a child, a son, a daughter. The Bible says you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. It's easy to fall into this trap and forget who we are. I even pray that God would remind you today and in the days to come that you are his beloved. I remember when the angel came to Mary and said, you know, blessed, highly favored. And she was puzzled at this saying, at this greeting, but that's how God saw her. God referred to Daniel as his, as a beloved, the beloved. That's how God saw him. See how God sees you and I and how people see us and even how we see ourselves is very different. So much so that he gave his son to die for you and I. There is something in you, something valuable about you. Why God would give his only son to die for you and I. You are loved and blessed. Don't forget. Don't let the, the circumstances and the fear of the people around you uh, try to bring you down and keep you from remembering who you are in Christ Jesus. Now, I want to go back to chapter 15 and pick one more point as we begin to wind down for today. God said to Jeremiah, if you return to me, if you return, that opens 
something that I really want to share with you guys today. To return to a point means I had to leave that point. If you come back, God is saying to Jeremiah, if you return, you know, at this point, I need to tell you, Jeremiah was separated from God. You're saying, well, God is speaking to him. Yeah, God is speaking in how to reconcile. For anybody who is separated from a personal relationship with God, the message to that person is to reconcile. The words from God is every, every attempt of God on that individual's life is to bring them back. And so we have evangelists. Uh, we have even our pastors, the word of God, and we preach and we share. And it's a message of repentance and to return. The prophet, the man of God, was separated from God. Why else would God say, if you return? Now, the Bible says that our sins have separated us from God. I want to read a portion of scripture from Revelation 21.8. Revelation 21.8. It says, and this is speaking to heaven. This is speaking to the, after the judgment. You know, God talks about, behold, he makes all things new. Uh, he's talking about what heaven would be like. There'll be no more pain or, 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 or sorrow. God will wipe the tears from our eyes. He's speaking to when all this is over in life, when all the struggle is over. And I, I pray that we would be looking up to Jesus Christ in these days. It's one thing that has been constantly coming back to my mind is eternity. That one day, not giving up the fight here, but it's giving me fuel to keep fighting. That one day... All this will be over. That God is making all things new. He's preparing new people for a new heaven and a new earth. Because the former things will pass. All that we're seeing, all these struggles, that one day is going to be over. And we're going to be able to spend eternity with God if we remain in Jesus Christ. If we come to a personal relationship with Jesus, we are guaranteed eternity with Jesus Christ. And there will be no more pain or struggle or sickness or death. And then he comes to this statement in verse 8. And these are the words of Jesus. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. These are some sins that actually can keep us from spending eternity with God. These are some things that God is highlighting that could potentially impact our eternal destination. Now, there are two eternal destinations, and I need to let you know, if you don't know, or you're reminded today, there is a heaven and there is a hell. It's as real, and you say, well, why do I believe it's real? I always tell people, everything the Bible has said is coming to pass now. If the word of God can do that, it must be real if it's speaking towards a heaven and a hell. Everything it 
prophesied everything it promised would happen is happening so the word of god is sure and reliable and we can see it come to pass here if it's speaking of two eternal destinations heaven and hell then i believe it's real that's why jesus came to save us but the cowardly or a version may say the fearful the fearful you know we cannot classify sin as big and little sin is sin and you know murderers is listed here uh sexual immoral people it's listed here uh sorcerers idolaters i mean these are abominable people these listen after cowardly he says unbelieving unbelieving people who doubt now it's not that fear and doubt won't challenge us from time to time but if it's if we let it in and we remain there then you become fearful and you become an unbeliever but the cowardly the fearful jeremiah was separated from god by fear and doubt john 17 3 says this is eternal life that they may know you the only true living god and jesus christ whom you sent eternal life is a relationship with jesus christ it's a relationship with the true living god through jesus christ and fear and doubt can threaten this relationship if you return god was telling jeremiah and if you extract the pressures from the vial you need to you need to take out the fear from your heart jeremiah you need to remove the doubt from your heart it's 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 in my sight it's vile you know it's like you're looking at gold and it has all these impurities the gold is precious but all the other elements are vile they're of no worth well fear and doubt has no worth in our lives fear is very crippling fear paralyzes fear has the potential to separate us from an intimate relationship with God. Fear and doubt. Not just sexual immorality. Not just uh, uh, being unfaithful to your spouse or, or on all these things. No, even fear and doubt has the potential to damage your relationship with Jesus now and as well in onto eternity. And I'm giving you the word of God. This isn't my opinion. This is scripture. The cowardly and the unbelieving. Man, these people missed heaven these people uh were outside the new heaven and the new earth these people did not get to share in the eternal glory uh, the bible says their part is in the lake of fire which burns with fire and brimstone which is the second death the fearful and the doubters but i thank god that his word says his perfect love cast out all fear I just pray that God's word will continue to wash over you and I. And I thank God that he didn't bring anybody here to hear this word for condemnation, but to help us so we can be praying and asking heaven, asking God to help our lives because we need help. We need him to help us. In these trying times that we're in, in these challenging times that we're facing, we need the help of God in our lives. Let's pray. Father, I, I just thank you for 
sending your word to us and allowing us to have your word really and truly. Your word is, is a great comfort to our hearts. Your word is a great reminder to us. And we thank you for the example through Jeremiah today. And we thank you that you helped him to finish his course. And you helped him to finish what you started. And I pray that you will also come and encourage our hearts today in the name of Jesus. That Father, your perfect love would pour into our hearts and cast out all fear in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that a fresh reminder and a fresh revelation of who you are would come back to us through your Holy Spirit. You said that you will leave us to comfort and he will remind us of things that you have said. He will remind us. He will take from you and disclose it to us. Well, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would take from the heart of the Father and disclose it to our hearts today in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that you would remind us through your spirit, through your word of our identity in Jesus, of who we are, of what you've called us to do. If, if people don't know, if they're not clear today, that through this, you would help them to know who they are in you. God, I thank you that nothing will separate us from your love. God, I also ask you, please, that you would forgive us. Forgive us where we cave into fear and doubt. I just pray in Jesus' name that you would cleanse us from our sins. Forgive us for fearing. Forgive us for doubting. Every sin, Lord, that is hindering us from being closer to you, from being close to you, every sin that can potentially impact our lives into eternity, Lord, your heart is for us to spend eternity with you. I believe that. And I pray that you would help us. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. And uh, hit the forward button and uh, share the blessing of God's word. Uh, also, I encourage you to like the Facebook page, Voice of His Word. It's on Facebook. Uh, look out for the post and the link on Friday for our five-minute devotional. Uh, feel free to email us also at voiceofhisword19 at gmail.com or you can also respond in uh, to the WhatsApp number. Also, I want to say thanks for all the encouragement and the messages that have been, the feedback we've been getting. It's, it's really encouraging and um, it just gives us the grace and the courage to keep seeking God and feeding you with the Word of God. Be blessed in Jesus' name.